Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And on this episode, we'll be talking about what we've been thinking, playing, and doing board games. And we have a topic of interest. Ryan, key us into what this topic is. Bling us into this topic. Yeah, because I want to talk about, you know, how do we upgrade? How do we deluxify, quote unquote, or bling, bling? bring out the bling in our games and we brought in some special guests that are all about blinging up their games. (laughs) We've got David and Shay Stevenson from Board on the Air right here in Saskatoon. Hey guys. And trademark pending deluxifying. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories, amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. Welcome back to Cardboard Conjecture. We're going to start out by, of course, by doing our favorite little intro part is the uh, playing, thinking, doing board games. Uh, Ian, why don't you start us off, please? All right. So I thought one game that I could talk about is actually a legacy game, um, Machi Koro Legacy. So has who here has played Machi Koro, just the regular? Never here. heard of it. You've never heard of it. Okay. We've played a lot of Space Base, though, which is very, very similar. <laughs> oh, yes. I've heard that it is. Yeah. Yeah. So Machi Koro, it's, um, it's sort of like Settlers in Catan in the way that everybody rolls their dice. And then whatever the dice roll they get, people will get stuff from that. In most cases, it's money in this, in this particular game. Uh, but what you do is you buy cards. So you purchase cards. So you make up your little town based on these cards. And when somebody rolls something that you've got, you get money for it. So it's a pretty straightforward, simple little game. And they decided to make it into a legacy game. <laughs> and I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, not the game I would have picked for a legacy game. <laughs> but, it's uh, a legacy game that nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> but you that know what? It says actually, it improved it. It's actually pretty on. cool. Like it's, they did a really good job with it. It's, it's still straightforward and simple. Um, but they kind of, they keep adding new cards. They cycle the cards out. So um, you can replace one card with a new set of cards that comes in and they, they add a few different things. Obviously I won't go into it because the weird thing about legacy games is that we actually have spoilers with when we talk about <laughs> legacy games. Which is but is it odd. one where the spoilers actually ruin the game or is it just 
it's bringing in new stuff, isn't it? It is. It's bringing in new stuff. Yeah. I was going to ask if the, you know if there's a is there a story to the the version of it? Because it sounds like it wasn't really a themed game. <laughs> is there now a story the, or yeah, as much as Slender story. has a theme? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say the story is not very much. The things they add kind of add to the overall milieu of the of the world, I guess. But it's not. No, I wouldn't say there's as much of a story there at all. Oh, Dad, you'll love it then. Yes. As long as there's no theme, I'm in. Is it brown? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it. We're about halfway through. And uh, the last thing that they added in the last game, I'll just say, is very cool. Yeah. And has a bit of a can't stop element. That's all I'll say to it that mm-hmm. I quite liked. Um, right on. I'm really liking it. Machikora Legacy is a interesting choice for a legacy game that's working out cool yeah this yeah this is one that uh jen and i played we actually we did we did it in a weekend yeah we just we played through the whole legacy stuff in a in a weekend just the two of us it worked actually fairly well at two player um Sounds my, my like it takes you two game. hours to get through pandemic with us <laughs> or sorry two years two years it takes you two years i know we, right? we started uh pandemic and then COVID hit and stopped <laughs> well, you got to learn the, what to the do. The game, not the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It got yeah. it got too real. <laughs> my 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 qualms with Maki Koro Legacy was um, the unlockables, um, the boxes that you get them in. Um, don't be be prepared to be disappointed about the amount of stuff that you actually get in your unlockable. <laughs> it's not like uh, glenmore chronicles 2 where you have to put the boxes together before you unlock them seriously (laughs) yeah Yeah, seriously (laughs) oh my goodness i I remember that but hey so uh um uh dave and shay just just to like draw you guys into our our segment concept um it's not necessarily what we've what you've been playing as well it's just what you've been thinking and doing because you could you know you guys are right now um uh in in between uh house purchases so yes (laughs) you can't necessarily get some games done but you can think about uh because you probably have had to pack up your games so unfortunately I'm curious as to, uh, like, for you guys for this segment, I, I want to ask you guys a question on packing up your games. Uh, you Obviously, you look at it and go, oh, we haven't played this in so long. We have to get right. <laughs> you start to hire it. You put it in hierarchy, this order of operations of when we get set up in the new house, this one's coming out first. Or, so has any of that happened in this whole process of packing up your stuff? Well, I actually had to Collection stop doing reflection. The- That's yeah, it. Collection just- reflection. I had to stop doing the packing because I was looking too much and (laughs) nothing was happening. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to work, Jordan, pack it. (laughs) Don't tell me what you put. What I thought was really funny is we packed up all our games except for one because we're currently in the middle of playing um, Rise of Queensdale, Queensdale, the legacy game. And so we kept that out because we were like, hey, we'll play this before we move, right? (laughs) And then we moved the kitchen table and we had nowhere to play the game. (laughs) But yeah, so it, the floor. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we tried that, but yeah, it was it was so much of looking at games like, oh, I haven't played this forever. I want to play it again. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I haven't played this forever. I want to play it again, and then I'm like, I have way too many games that I haven't played in a long time that I want to play again. As he's buying more games, <laughs> did that we start, then have to pack. Did you start to create a uh, the Rubbermaid of okay, these ones can go. These ones, these ones can move on. Uh there was, I could see Ryan. He's like, yeah. that will never happen. <laughs> we 
did a very small call just before this, and but there is more that could possibly at some point, if I'm forced to, get rid of. We'll never get rid <laughs> yeah. of them. Don't lie. But we, we packed about half up, put them in storage, and the other half I moved over to Adam's house. So if I do need a game in, I can just run over there. All right. Cool. All right. So uh, let's carry on this, uh, this segment. Uh, Ryan, can you tell mm -hmm. us about what you've been doing? Sure. So um, we managed to finally get a game in uh, again of Bunny Kingdom, a 2017 release from Mr. Master, Mr. Richard Garfield, you know, the uh, Magic the Gathering um, guy, Mr. Mr. King of Tokyo. And he came up with a little game yeah, he came up with a little game, Bunny Kingdom, mm -hmm. which um, you look at the box art of this game. It looks like you're kind of going to war with a whole bunch of other people, but this could be not not that at all. What it actually is, it's a, it's a card drafting game where you um, there's a big grid um, map on the on the board here, and there's a card for every square on the grid in this deck of cards. And then there's also a whole bunch of cards that are end of game scoring cards. And what you're doing is you are drafting cards to place your little bunny meeples onto the board. And what you're trying to do is try to create clusters of these um, bunnies, which I believe they call them feet, fiefs, fifes, fifes. Okay, fiefs, good. Yeah. I, yeah, I have no idea. My biology is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, you create these fifes of bunnies and then what you're going to do is at the end of a round after you're done drafting all the cards is you are going to score up these fifes by um, some cards allow you to put cities down and some these cities have little um, towers in them and so you count up all the towers in a fife and you multiply that by how many different resources are in the fife there's a whole bunch of different little resources all around the map and that's how many points does that Fife score. So you get score. What I'm going to tell you is that in the first few rounds, you don't score very much. But then in the later rounds, these are all kind of compound into one another. And then all of a sudden, like two Fifes might join together. Now you got this one gigantic scoring opportunity in round three and four now. Cool. And plus also you're drafting these end of game scoring cards. Like, hey, if you have so many carrot spots on the board or you have so many fish spots on the board or if you have the least number of bunnies on the board and a whole bunch of these different things and it's a big old stack of cards, big old stack. Like we're like 500, 500 plus cards and you're not gonna get through all of them. <laughs> and you feel the need to sleeve them all. I, I didn't because this is like, I've only played this game like a couple times. But, but I do, but I do feel- Nobody's allowed to eat snacks around them. <laughs> I, I, do, I, do feel, I do feel like unclean or dirty, like playing with cards that are not sleeved. <laughs> someone, someone just spray me down with telcom. You must hate playing at my house. <laughs> I know, and then, and then like, there's, like there's Jen, like I'm playing with, playing with my wife, Jen, and she's like munching on chips and popcorn. And then she's got those, she's got the greasy, Greasy Ian fingers all over the cards. And Your eye must just be twitching a storm. <laughs> and I'm like, that's okay. This is, uh, th I've only played this game a few times. Yeah, I, I can live with this. Yeah. <laughs> Big breaths. Big cleansing breaths. Rocking back and forth. This is so my one, this so is my, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so my one, my one qualm, my one qualm with Bunny Kingdom though, that the, uh, once you do get to the scoring phases, 
Um, the scoring phase does take about as long as the actual gameplay. <laughs> oh my gosh. In, in, in this one because there's a lot of little details on the board and when you're trying to like oh did i did i score that fife over there did i not score that fife uh, how many fives do i actually have and oh wait i'm comparing how many buddy meeples i have to you so how many muddy meeples do you have on the board oh you've got one two three and then you're like oh you got 17 and i've got 20 out i don't maybe did, did i count those ones now and oh my goodness it's fiddly as 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 can be and then there's like tokens you can place on the board too, where it's like you can link. I'm like, wait, is that, did I, did I count that one separately from that one? Cause those ones should have actually been joined and. Oh yeah. Cause oh. they're linked across the map, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, oh my goodness. The, the, the fiddliness of the scoring. And plus it's got a scoring track on the side of the board, which doesn't kind of like follow, like follow neat mathematics, like clean mathematics of like, <laughs> So and it does, doesn't, yeah. So does so the scoring is a mess. The, Ryan game. The, 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 the score, the scoring is a mess in this game. But does but the, the game, game, play, game make up for the scoring? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 like it's just, it's just a card drafter with a, with, with a board and like, Oh, I, I, Oh, I played a five. So now I get to put a bunny people on a five. And what did I actually do? Did I conquer that territory? Did, my bunnies just have a bunch of babies in that territory. I don't know what happened. Well, <laughs> that's right. what I heard is that the just the randomness of the draw just it, it sort of takes away from the game because you can't really strategize. You just I'm, I drew a card and put something there. Yeah, like the, like the early game, like am I okay? I'm going to put some bunny meeples there, but am I going to see any cards that go around that spot? I have no idea. Yeah. So is it more of a tactical game then than a strategy game? Because I mean, like well, you said, you can't really plan further ahead than the well, what, what, what we've yeah because what we've ended up doing is just you just end up a hate drafting the other players <laughs> that you, that you... <laughs> oh jordan would love this game oh yes so it's, a, so it's a basically a game of slapping each other's face and see who, who can tolerate the sting the most right it, yeah pretty much and pretty much so all right sounds like a great lepage game yeah. oh it didn't hurt so bunny kingdom it's interesting um i don't know if it's going to stick around a lot longer it's, it's probably already still on the table though right it's got really great presence like it's a it's an aiello um production so like it's got very good table presence but other than that the gameplay is just okay and the scoring is a mess so okay okay <laughs> let, let let that mean and there's an expansion for it which i have no want i don't want to go seek out this because i don't know if this game's even going to stick around unless it <laughs> cleans up the scoring yeah, which I probably, it probably just convolutes it more. <laughs> okay, so we're going to add another level of tracks. We're going to add uh, another, we're going to add another hundred cards to this 500 card deck. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to transition us into a, a very light filler that I've had the pleasure. Yeah. Um, uh, I've had uh, Mage Knight on the table for the last, oh, I'd say four days because. Yeah, super light. So Mage Knight, uh, designed by Vlada Shvatil. Uh, it is, uh, I, I can't, publisher, it's WizKids game. Um, and uh, I'm just going to quickly go through the, the, the shtick of it. It's basically the best rated one-player game that I've seen a lot of the lists talk about. And this is your adventure, exploration, fantasy, fighting game. Uh, it's all about uh, um, uh, flipping tiles uh, putting enemies on the board, um, and everything is driven by a hand, uh, a, a, um, a hand of cards or a deck of cards 
that uh, you start out with. And it's kind of a deck building, um, kind of a um, exploration, kind of a dungeon diver. It's basically uh, the, the, the best kind of, I would say, Gloomhaven meets a deck builder meets a Euro, uh, you know, resource management game. And uh, that's a lot of people meeting. I think that means <laughs> that, that would require a very extensive zoom interface. Um, yes. But uh, it's, I mean, it, it's been touted by a lot of people as like one of the deeper, heavier games it has what, and what I, I was, as I was thinking of talking about this, um, there's a term in instructional design and in, in design in general about, uh, about your users cognitive load when they're working on your, when they're working on your website or when they're, you know, working through content and the idea of cognitive load, meaning, uh, I like to use the, the computer analysis, like how much Ram does this application require for it to run efficiently? And, um, Mage Knight has a lot of cognitive load required for you to play this game. There's a lot of icons. There's a lot of kind of fiddliness to uh, um, procedure. But once you have all of, all of you know, and that's why I left it on the table for four days and just kind of played it uh, um, nonstop, is once you have the, the rule set and the system and the groove in your head, you want to play it out as much as you can. And so I started a... Um, a campaign that was developed on one of the BGG file sites by one of the users. And uh, so I was going through the stages and I think I made it about four or five games in until the, <laughs> until my frontal lobe cracked. <laughs> but, and then I had to go, okay, I just need some water and I need to sit down for a while and play some sushi go. <laughs> um, so yeah, mage night. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Welcome back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We're going into our topics of interest. And this episode's topic of interest is by far the flashiest we've done in a while. Haha. <laughs> it's blinging, <laughs> upgrading, and deluxifying your games. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, it, was, it was the idea was uh, tossed around. Uh, that uh, we should talk about how we how we pay tribute to our favorite games, or how we how we put a little tender loving care into the games that that see the table a lot more. And Ryan, um, uh, do you want to introduce us? Sure, we are uh, bringing in our good friends uh, David and Shay Stevenson from Board on the Air uh, CFCR radio show about board games here in Saskatoon. Thursdays at six. <laughs> there, there you go. I, I didn't actually know what the actual time was. Because so. it was just conjecture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so let's, uh, before we, uh, before we kind of went live on this, on this part of the segment, um, the, the idea came out of, well, what does it mean to deluxify? Because I said, I was out bold and I said, I just like getting inserts. And then I think Dave, you said, well, is that really, deluxifying and i thought well it's an upgrade 
it's it's a practical right i i didn't put you know like like sparkles on it i just wanted you know the phone <laughs> well, but you go back like for me i go back and forth whether it's an upgrade or not if i put a folded space insert in it yeah that's not a deluxification oh but if i put yeah. like a meepo realty one where like <laughs> It, Isle of Cats, it's a boat in your insert. Like that's a deluxe vacation, okay. right? To me, well, to me and- that's the difference is, is it a Lada or a Porsche? Doesn't matter. Exactly. It still has wheels and it still gets yeah. you somewhere, right? That's, well, well, and that's- if, you, if you get like the uh, broken token ones, the wooden ones, I don't know if that's necessarily deluxifying. However, if you do the thing where they post on their Instagram where they, people like paint them and stain them and make them all fancy, then you're deluxifying a thing you got for your game, right? So it's your connection that you have with the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we're, yeah, so we're talking so. right now, we're just kind of like talking like inserts right now. So that that's probably just like kind of like one way that, that <laughs> people can like up. And we've already, and we've already identified that there's like multiple layers, like a folded space is not next, like according to Dave here is not like doxifying, but, yeah. but it's upgrading. Just keep in mind that Dave is a snob. Yeah, but, um, you know, you know, you're, you're not taking out a second mortgage to do a folded space, but you know, let's get into some metal coins here, and then we're really talking. <laughs> okay, right? So, yeah. So, so like another way that people kind of upgrade their games is by replacing those classic cardboard chits that are like round with like a number one or a number mm-hmm. five yes. or a number mm-hmm. 10 on them. And all of a sudden we kind of like bring in this concept of like, now it's like, looks like a whole nother currency from another country <laughs> where they're metallic oh, yeah. with details and they, they got some together. They're yeah. It's kind of like in your hands. Okay. So now we're getting <laughs> into that experiential part, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That, I, I think that's the idea of deluxifying is to increase the in your opinion, to increase the experience of the game, right? Like it just makes it feel more real. Whereas if you just have a handful of cardboard pieces, it's just kind of like more Monopoly-ish. Okay, no, so Monopoly has paper money. Oh, Monopoly has well, cardboard is just thick paper. Paper money, yes or no? No, no never, yes. ever. No! <laughs> Ian, if it's Ian's done a properly. Full out, yes. Yeah, done I'm, properly, done not at all. Raccoon Tycoon <laughs> has paper money, but it's that really cool plasticky kind of Canadian currency. Yeah. Yeah. It sticks together and you lose track of what money you have, at least in my experience. Arkwright Arc- yeah. Arc- has paper money. Does it? Oh, yeah. The base, like, just, just buy Arkwright off the shelf as a big old stack of paper money and you actually have to rip them off. You have to, it comes in a stack, like a post-it note thing oh. and you have to separate them all out. Oh, ahead of time for Arkwright, I like that. <laughs> oh, we've no. got some, we got some pol- polarities to hear that. <laughs> so, guess, uh, but but you know what I did is that I have the Roxley Iron Clays. Yes, which are like uh, they got kind of like almost like a cheaper poker chip. They're very nice poker chips that I now just have like this case that I just use for a lot of different games. Did, mm-hmm. did you get the wooden case with like the two layers and? I didn't go for the full out wooden oh, case. That's what Adam has. It's gorgeous. <laughs> but but th- but that's another way that people kind of like do it. Like I have I have these poker. I use poker chips for different variations of of, of economic games. And so like I don't didn't go with the full out metal coin bit. But I now have a set of chips that I can just use across a whole bunch of different uh, different games. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I love the metal coins. I think I want to say our first metal coins were probably Dinosaur Island. Like I think 
those ones came with the Kickstarter. And then yeah. after that, we just kept buying metal coins for our games because we just liked how they felt. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very guilty with the uh, West Kingdom and North Sea ones of getting sets for each game just so I don't have to transfer them over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, matching the theme of the coins to the game, right? Yeah. Like, that's just, that's just fun. Now, now some games, now that, like that you mentioned on North Sea there, because in the base game of North Sea, you get the metal coins. Yes. It didn't have to be Kickstarter or anything. So right. um, that, that, that's kind of the thing. Like, some games seem like they're, they're, their production value, mm-hmm. like straight, straight up, like on the retail, no Kickstarter or anything, their product, some production values are greater than others. And I think yes. some, a lot of, lot of uh, companies are relying on Kickstarter to do these you know, if you do a Kickstarter, there's always like a base pledge, and then there's the fancy edition. Mm-hmm. Mm. Linen always, finish. The junkie edition. <laughs> the yes, junkie. taps into the junk. Taps into the junkie veins. Like, so it, does does that kind of like affect people? Anything? If if there's if there's a two versions, if there's just a basic version and there's a deluxe version of a game, do do we tend to go toward the deluxe? I'm all about the basic. I, I am deluxe. so much after that deluxe copy. <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to pre-order something, if I'm going to spend more money on it, I'm getting the deluxe version. Yeah. Why not? To this day, I will not buy Gentees because I can't find the deluxe version that uh... I want. <laughs> so, so you won't get it at all? No. Because <laughs> you know there's a better one out there? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Ian, any thoughts? I, I like deluxe games. If it's a game that I know that I like. Right, I'm not going to blind buy a game as its deluxe version, but like 10 years ago, Puerto Rico came out with an amazing deluxe set with metal coins and all that yep. jazz that I loved. Uh, I just got the Suburbia one with updated artwork and Ooh, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Oh, yeah. and, and, like and, and the, the, the nice big tiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'll definitely get a deluxe one. I think now, that's that could be why um, the deluxe parts are kind of popular because if you you know like you you don't like buying ones you don't know if you're gonna like the game so no Kickstarter there right. you can upgrade a game you enjoy yeah if you want to get mm-hmm. more pieces for it well right. and that leads into what you were talking about before Dave was uh, was the geek market on BGG yes, <laughs> that, <laughs> yes I, tell, us, I think I, tell us about that little road <laughs> I, I think i own shares in uh, board game geek now <laughs> so yeah they came out with they, i think they started with the bags like uh so you oh, know right. terra mystica bags uh quacks, quacks bags were came later but mm-hmm. a bunch of bags for storage units or storage in games and then they brought out instead of cardboard chits they were little plastic uh you know embossed chits for like quacks wingspan mm-hmm. orleon orleon yeah. trajan uh, and a little weightier and a little yeah they're weightier a little, and you a know, little more everything quacks when you reach into that bag and you hear the there is nothing better than that right you can't play that once you play the the board game geek bits that 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 that's a uh, fantastic because I have the um, Orleon <laughs> bits. Yeah, and when when you do the bag building and when you yeah, there, there's something about like after you've played with the plastic bits, because uh, they I found that they don't get caught in the corners of the bags mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Like the little like the little cardboard ones would get like there'd be like one or two every now and then that just kind of gets stuck in there. 
Well, that weight, no. you can shake them up better. I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm having a good game. We're really giggle. nitpicking getting tokens getting caught in the corner of a bag, right? <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> our coin. Well, not if I'm you buy giggling. the geek bags because they're rounded at the bottom. Oh, I'm, I'm cracking up because Ian's <laughs> rolling his eyes in the manner of whatever excuse makes you feel good about acquiring <laughs> something that is unnecessary, go for it. It was just like, Oh, well, it, it, it just, it, you know, it made me think of happier thoughts. So I had to buy it. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> thinking though, I'm like, man, the cardboard things like kind of stick together. So yeah, the plastic ones are way better. It's absolutely <laughs> worth getting. You know, well, what would be better than this, this, this cardboard shit, a metal coin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah. So there's one game I have to talk about when we're talking about this, because it, it's, it is embarrassing. Wingspan came out hey. and this, this was a beautiful game right? Very well produced. I still had to upgrade it. Yep. I, I had to get the BGG gifts. I got the neoprene mats, which I, I found out now they're bringing out in the next expansion, new mats. So I'm mm -hmm. not happy about that. <laughs> Poor baby. But to like the, uh, the dice tower, people are upgrading the dice tower in that one that it comes with, right? It's, it's already it's a, awesome. I, I know it, okay. it's a beautiful game, but <laughs> It needs more. <laughs> okay, so now I want, I want to jump on that idea of, of showing love to the game that you like to play, right? I mean, a lot yep. of people, like I would love, if I could, it'd be hard to, but I love Acquire so much that my, my game I have has fallen apart. And I want to, you know, get, you know, do some 3D, 3D printing of some, you know, some proper towers or, or find, that, find that addition that had those really cool models. So I guess, I guess the question is, um, wh where, do you, where do you apply this upgrade to? Is it just because you need to, or because it's like, this game hits the table so much that it, I need to show it some love, or I need to help its longevity, right? Yeah. To me, that was the essential notion of sleeving cards is because you don't want those cards to wear out and because you, mm -hmm. you play the game so yeah. much. And then, and then, Ryan, you can probably tell us where this little journey leads us to. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Where does, how do you make the decision which games you're gonna you're gonna that get the treatment? About? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for me, it was like my first game that I upgraded and I upgraded it fully was Scythe. Was and that it was a fantastic game. And the components in that game were were great right from the get go. Um, I, I discovered Scythe late. Like I never got on the Kickstarter. I actually didn't even know what Kickstarter was at that time. But then <laughs> you after do I, now. <laughs> <laughs> he does now, yep. Gold member. I, was, I, was, I, I wasn't going to go there, but <laughs> no, I went there. <laughs> but then I discovered that there was a like a what like how we put it, there was a quote unquote better version with these realistic resin um uh, resources and there were meeples out there that actually looked like people and you could paint these miniatures and you could like we haven't even talked about painting miniatures mm -hmm. of, of upgrading your your games that have miniatures and stuff like that but then there was like there's metal coins and then there was a neoprene play mat don't get me started on neoprene play mats i got a <laughs> closet full of them how, how do you store like them <laughs> Hanger like pant hangers. Pant hangers. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good idea. I got that one from the secret cabal. If you have okay. enough, if don't just lay them flat, put a pant hanger on them, stick them in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I digress, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like we haven't even talked about. Like Norm mentioned a little bit about like maybe doing some three D printing to upgrade your games. Uh, if you want to go down that road, I follow some people on Twitter that do lots of three D printing. I know um, Chad from of Dyson Men down yeah. in Regina. He does lots of three D printing. He just did a nice big old Arkham Horror the card game um, display that he was showing that he was showing off on Twitter. But other yeah. people were like. Like Terraforming little, um, Mars has a lot of little little, little miniatures for yeah. Root. I've seen some oh, people yeah. do do for and like obviously these are games that these people enjoy and love, and that's why they're giving them the attention. Like, yeah, I mean, my- I got I got some three D printed parts for uh, Everdell to hold the resources, just because it was like I mean I love that game so it and and the resources rolled all over the place so I thought it was it was kind of necessary for the game and worth it. Yeah. So is, is it a, it's a practice So some, sometimes it's a, it's a practical mm-hmm. upgrade. Say, yeah. Say that. Or is yeah. it just a, a, a pure, um, Lux. is it, is it an aesthetic upgrade? Is yeah. it a practical upgrade? I think is, they fall into both categories. There are stuff that we buy that are just purely aesthetic, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, we, we play Lords of Waterdeep. I got gems instead of the cardboard gems really don't play much of a factor to the game, but I like the plastic gems over the cardboard. Cool. Mm-hmm. And you always have to think about that crucial um, criteria that whatever you upgrade to can't get caught in the corner of the bag. So annoying, Ian. You, 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 don't, you, you obviously haven't experienced it. <laughs> Doorways and corners, man. Doorways and corners. So David and Shay, do you... Um, do you upgrade anything or is it like only specific games or is it just, Oh, here's an upgrade for this. I have that game. I'm going to get it. Is there a like, household your thought consensus? Process? Uh, depends who's paying for it. Um, <laughs> I, I think we, we mainly upgrade games that we, we play and we like, like if there's, if there's games that are just kind of like, you know, meh or ones that we only take to play with other people. Um, like with our more basic games, I don't think we'd upgrade them, but with any of the games we really enjoy, I think it's worth it. Like I was saying, I've completely upgraded Champions of Midgard. I forgot I also got the neoprene mat for that, as well as gems and coins and food and, you know, like inserts. In inserts. It's just like, <laughs> if you really like it. Yeah. So it, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is, Shay, when, when you like something, you'll tell your dad, hey, this is really cool. You should I bought to all of my parts for champions. <laughs> <laughs> but then but the, yes. but this one's a little more expensive. Hey, dad, look at this new wingspan now. <laughs> yeah. He does it to himself. Do not pin any oh, of that uh, yeah. on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it is really games that we play a lot or the stuff that we put money into. Like, you know, we play Wingspan a lot. We mm-hmm. play Orleans a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the ones that, you know, Jordan Quacks. plays Scythe a lot. So he's bought everything for Scythe as well. You know, Quacks, we play a lot. It's th- those are the ones we've put the most money into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've put money into Gloomhaven. Not that I've played it, but <laughs> I, I still think I'm going to. We yeah. got a bigger house. We're going to play it. Yeah. I really want to play it and I want to paint the minis. So <laughs> I'm going to throw this, this question out to, to everybody. If you start dedicating money into blinging or deluxifying or upgrading, have you just declared to your collection that this is a game I'm keeping? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has Definitely. to be. 
yeah. if, if, if you're going to put extra money into a game, um, why would you even think about think that that is going to leave at some point in time? I've just decided that I bought this game for now $60 and I've now put a hundred dollars worth of upgrades into it. And now it's, it, it, I, I think I've owed it to myself that this is, I've decided this is a great game. I'm going to play this game. I've sunk this. I, I don't care if I get bored of this game now. It's got to stay around for a while. (laughs) This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape's escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. Yeah, because I was thinking the same thing that that I look at some games and go, oh, I should sell that. But then it's like, oh, I've got the expansion and I got to upgrade you know insert for it's like oh i'm never gonna get what i spent for it yeah it always confuses me when i i buy a used game that somebody's put upgrades into it and they're like yeah i'm just gonna sell it now it's like but you liked it to a certain point that you put money into it and now you're just getting rid of it or did they maybe they were of the mind of just i'm i have to do this and then you know i didn't really like the game so then they sold it I yeah, I, 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 like I, I kind of fall into that one too. Or sometimes I like I'll, I'll do the Dave thing and scroll through BGG and this marketplace, <laughs> and and I'll say like, oh, hey, there's some new upgrades. Hey, I own that game. Do I want upgrades to that game? And then I sit there and I ponder. And then my wife slaps me in the back of the head and say, no. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a I'm the extent of my blinging out is putting in pencils into games that have score pads. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm kind of I'm wondering, I've got a question. So as part of the appeal of, of really growing and deluxifying your games, is part of the appeal that you're, you feel like you're building this and put, putting something together and kind of taking ownership of the game a little bit in your own way by doing that? I think yeah. there's a little bit of the personalization. Like this is my game, nobody else, or well, most people don't have the exact same game I do now, yeah. right? And I can bring it out to a board game night and, you know, pad my ego a little bit. <laughs> it's like, just like a car show, right? It's like yeah. up with your car, like, look at the chrome bumpers on this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is something just fun about, like, making the game your own. Yeah, I can definitely see the appeal to that. So what are some, some games that you guys are particularly proud of? So you've mentioned Ooh. Champions of Midgard. Yeah, I was going to say that's the one I'm most proud of because that's also my game that I did all the upgrades on. All the other ones were dead. <laughs> yeah. I w- what else do have we done that's really cool? I'm trying to think. Like Lords of Waterdeep I've probably uh-huh. put a lot into because, you know, I bought the Zulkan skulls instead of the blue mm. wooden ones from Scoundrels. <laughs> Raiders. I like the Raiders. Raiders map. of the North yeah. Sea. I bought the provisions from... Uh, uh, top shelf gamer so annoyed by that game the fact that the, the provisions cardboard. are the only ones that were cardboard it's the only thing i really have an issue with sham is he keeps putting cardboard provisions and everything right, just make <laughs> wooden ones so yeah it's 
those are the games that really stand out to me are the ones like creators with the the mat and the provisions and i just got the collector's box for it <laughs> you know it's it's um it's one of my favorite games of course as well but it's also it looks so pretty when it's on the table mm-hmm. and i yeah I'm proud of that nice. cool Yep, that's kind of like that's me with my scythe. When I bring out my scythe, it's a like at TuneCon, it was a it, everybody stopped and looked at my copy of scythe because it was the only one with the super big board and the painted miniatures and the metal and metal uh, coins and the, the the fancy meeples and everybody stopped and like, well, why is that game of scythe look way different than that other smaller <laughs> game of scythe? <laughs> what? And that's Over awesome, there. right? Yeah. So uh, I would say my other one that I've got the most one is into my, my number one game, my Arkham Horror um, card game, because I, I just bought um, the Team Covenant acrylic um, player boards and, <laughs> and health trackers and path markers. And now when I set up my games of Arkham, I'm going to have to take a picture because I finally just got everything in the mail. Um, oh, my goodness. Everything just looks a little bit cleaner and sharper on, on the table and plus all my cardboard tokens are starting to actually peel and wear and yeah. like another thing like we said talked about with the quacks bits like what i had done is that actually i put coin capsules i put them all into coin capsules because yeah. i couldn't justify buying the uh the geek bits even though they look absolutely beautiful uh but i just i, I just went i just went on to amazon and bought like a massive bag of like 500 little um, nickel sized coin capsules sat there for like two hours putting all these little oh chips in, <laughs> into coin capsules. <laughs> oh dear. But they feel, but now, but now they feel like that, that, that plastic where they, uh, they don't get caught in the corners of the bags anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so, the game, sorry, the game uh, that, uh, that I'm proud of, of the upgrade bling and, and it leads, it's a good transition to what Ryan had mentioned before is uh, my Lord of the Rings journeys into middle earth. Mm-hmm. I yeah. painted I painted all the minis mm-hmm. and um, I had a fun time doing it. And now that leads into what Ryan had said before with scythe and other games is, is painting the miniatures, right? Mm-hmm. So the um, is, is painting minis, is that an upgrade or is that just a fringe <laughs> benefit of, of <laughs> being able to sit still for hours? Yeah, Which I'm amazed you can do by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, when, people, when, when people hear that Norm paints miniatures, they're like, how long does that actually take you? <laughs> yeah, it freaks my wife out because she'll be like, you, you know, you haven't said anything for like two hours. I was like, uh, what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like time. It's, it's just that Doctor Strange movie where all the, all the weird kind of like the, the, the dimension of reality kind of shimmers a little bit. Yeah. Everything kind of stops dimension. and slows down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I just zone right out. I love it. See, I love painted miniatures. I know I don't have the patience yeah, to do it, do it. But Shay does. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like we yeah. went out to the lake this year for a week and Shay sat there every day for like five hours painting. I, I think I, w- I was like at least we were there for a week right so i think at least five of the seven days i spent like six hours painting minis outside it was wonderful i loved it i love doing it i think i'm doing i'm doing the same game right journeys of middle earth yeah Yeah. Yeah, i'm doing the same one for my brother so it's uh i've never played it i don't know if i'm gonna play it but i'm having a great time painting them cool 
And I would, I would say, considering the amount of effort I put into it and money into the pieces, that yes, it is deluxifying. Because it, it takes time. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. And you, see, and you see, I just pay other people to pay my, paint my minis <laughs> for me. <laughs> cool. Um, Ian, you're the only one who hasn't uh, said anything about that. Now, again, you said that, you know, putting whiteboard markers into a game that has pencils is, is a uh, threshold. No, pencils into a game that doesn't. Good right? old HP. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I put pencils in like Seven Wonders and Wingspan because they have score pads. You need pencils. Okay. That's, that's it. I have. Emanating. Hey, hey, he hasn't talked about miniatures yet. <laughs> sorry, Wait. Sorry. <laughs> as, as far as I'm concerned, if if the game company can't be bothered to paint them, I'm not gonna. <laughs> but I really only have like Cyclades and Kemet. That's all I can think that actually have like well, Cyclades miniature. got some nice miniatures like too. They do. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm. Obviously, my brain works differently, but I really like basic board game aesthetics like i'm a big fan of wooden tokens and meeples and i like my games to have that because then it looks like it's actually part of the game um so i prefer to actually to have wooden tokens to the to those resin token sites tokens that ryan's got but i'm just weird like that i don't know why yeah. Well, you ever want your miniatures painted? As long as you got time to like let them go for a while, i'll do it i volunteer <laughs> Yeah, because you're you're a, you prefer like just like just plain old cubes, rather than like, don't you? Yeah, I even I even because I got Glenn Moore a while ago, and I thought, oh, they're just white cubes. I could get like the wooden sheep from Agricola in there. Then I was like, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> I could do that. Is, Not gonna. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's just something like, oh, I could bring in those components from another game, but oh, now I have to actually go get that other game and take them out and have to remember to put them back in exactly yeah so <laughs> i don't i don't know i just it's just not something that like i think it's cool and i think your reasons for it are cool and i i can really see the idea of make customizing your own game like you were saying david like yes. it's just building your own version of that game as a as a cool idea i think just there's something aesthetically about it that bugs me Okay. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. It's it's, it's something <laughs> like I want the game to be self-contained as the game. So even uh, when you, you mentioned neoprene mats, yeah, that Sorry. bugs me because I'm thinking, well, there's no way you're fitting that in the box. And so then in my mind, <laughs> so then in my mind, that's not part of the game because it doesn't go in the box. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> What's in the box, no. man? What's in the box? Like, come on, like I've got a closet of neoprene mats. And that bugs me so much. Right? That is a little crazy, even for me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Have you ever taken the cardboard chits out and put paper money in? <laughs> Maybe I will. No. <laughs> you can go to Walmart and just buy the Monopoly paper yeah. money. There we go. Buy oh, yeah. replacement paper money. Oh, that just made me cringe. So the metal coins. If I was to upgrade anything, it would be metal coins. I think. Yeah. Okay. Although I have Thank no you. idea how expensive they are. Is there a point where it would actually be better to just use real coins as a cheaper? Well, okay. I that that do they when you say that? I I have went to coin shops and bought in foreign like like foreign currency. And put them into games. Every game's got pesos. <laughs> <laughs> I spent two bucks and I got five thousand pesos. 
<laughs> I don't mean to demean. That, I don't mean to demean anybody's economy. No, no. <laughs> but that's pretty. That's, that's pretty much it. Like um, even for like Rising Sun, um, the deluxe version, the Kickstarter version came with the plastic uh, um, yen tokens, and there was metal ones. But then you could also just go and get like yen money from a like a coin collector shop. Hmm. Or, just, or just throw in your Canadian quarters. <laughs> And to answer your question, yes, it is much cheaper to use real money. <laughs> <laughs> I suspected as much. Well, uh, we uh, we're we're getting close to that time, but uh, just to wound wound things, wind things, wound things, rewind, wind things, wind things, winding up. winding things down. Um, uh, um, on uh, on everyone's last kind of uh, two speaking the coins, everyone's last two cents worth. Um, uh, give us, uh, give us, yeah, everyone take your turn. Give us your two cents worth on, uh, upgrades, deluxification. Yes. No, makes sense. Doesn't make sense. And we'll start with, uh, we'll start with our guests, Dave and Shay. Obviously, I mean, you guys are pretty much here because of statement on deluxe buying. I would say do it only only for games you really enjoy. Like, I, w I, I don't want to do it just for the sake of deluxifying. I want to do it because I want to make my gaming experience better. Um, okay. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it either. I mean, it's just fun. It's like color coordinating your outfit, right? You're just coordinating your board game. Mm. I, I put like Google eyes on them, yeah. <laughs> Dave. I'm David, and I'm an addict. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree with Shay. If, if it's a game you like, I find that the deluxification makes that game just a little better, right? And yeah. and it, I'm a tactile guy, right? I, I, I fiddle with my money. I fiddle with my bits, and it's sensory experience. Yeah, yeah it's a sensory experience that I really enjoy. Uh, if you have the means to do it, right? Because it isn't cheap. It's expensive. Okay, and to counterbalance that, Ian. I really don't have any problems with games, as contrarian as I've been. I actually, I do think it's pretty cool. It's just that I'm personally, it doesn't fit my aesthetic in, in a lot of cases. But I have been thinking about it. Like there's been times where I'm like, oh, what if I had this type of meeple instead? Or what if I had sheep instead of cubes? Or slippery I'd actually have metal coins. Yeah, it just yeah. takes, it's only one hit, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe I'm trying to avoid the first, the first one's free, man. <laughs> just find the vein, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that Ryan. we always, we always joke that um introduce your kids to board games because then they won't have money for all that other extracurricular <laughs> stuff yeah. everything um no i'm in the same mindset that i've only upgraded games that have um that i really really enjoy um but i am also uh, i am a junkie and <laughs> when there when there are nice things for games that i own i am drawn to pay attention to those things. Uh, I'm very much like Dave. I'm tactile. I love the feel of neoprene. Neoprene mats <laughs> are like, I'm pretty sure my, I'm pretty sure my Halloween costume is just going to be me wrapped up in my hello, my, my neoprene mats walking Sorry, around I the got, neighborhood. I got Pulp Fiction <laughs> flashbacks. Sorry. Yeah. I got Costanza. Like you wrap, I wrap myself in velvet. <laughs> it's exactly what I was going yeah. for. But uh, no, but just, yeah, just, 
if you want to take your games to the next level and if it's a game you enjoy, I say I say go for it. But like we've said, like lots of these upgrades aren't cheap. Broken token inserts, not cheap. Mm-hmm. Metal coins. Um yeah, so I, I would say like do it over if you are going to choose to do it, um, do it over a course. Like don't do it all at once. Yeah. Don't say I need the neoprene mat and the metal coins yeah. and the card sleeves and the insert like all right now. Uh, build it over over time because you'll need money for a divorce divorce lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still around. Yeah. I thought he was describing the last Simon uh, yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, well, yeah, it, and that, that's another thing we didn't really go into the, like that a lot into the detail of the deluxe version versus the non-deluxe version. So, <laughs> well, uh, yes, go for the deluxe version. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit on, on, in everybody's case, like Ian, I'm with you. It's at sometimes it's like castles of Burgundy. It doesn't need to be anything, but what it is in the box because the box is perfect. Um, no, that one needs Lord of the rings. Bits. Nah, Lord of the Rings. I painted up the minis because the the process of painting is very meditative and and soothing and 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 it freaks people out that I'm able to sit down for longer than thirty seconds. Um, but then, yeah, and like what you guys said, it it wherever you want to put your focus on, put your focus on. Enjoy your passion. Enjoy your hobby. So, um, and this is one of those things where it's like. Hey, this is this is the itch that I'm needing to scratch in my head right now. And if it's metal coins, then so be it. Yeah. Yeah. Right well, on. Um, if you've been listening this far, you've made it to the end and we thank you very much. Yay! <laughs> hey. And we'd like to thank David and Shay for joining us. Absolutely. On this episode. Um, give give yourselves a, a, a little bit of a shameless plug right now. Where can people find you? Okay. We are on CFCR, yes. uh, the app, uh, Thursdays at 6 Radio. o'clock. Yeah. Saskatoon Community Radio is CFCR Thursdays at 6. And we're also, the have 70-some uh, episodes on most podcast sites because mm-hmm. cool. we record it. So and we just post it from there. Dave occasionally will post the episodes. You may get six <laughs> new ones all at once. <laughs> but right now, you can go back and listen to all 70 of them. <laughs> Cool. And and do you guys have a do you guys have, are are present on social media? We have a Facebook and we have an Instagram. If you follow our Instagram, that's going to be where you see most of the board game posts because Dave is very popular on there. Uh, I'm um, on Twitter too. Oh right, we have a Twitter account. We don't use that very often. <laughs> I, I have been. Okay, I'm just not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> uh, but our Facebook page that's where we share a lot of the board game things going on in Saskatoon. So if you want to keep touch on there, go for it. Come say hi to us. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Um, I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And we'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek, Guild number 3039.